Loading Erica's podcast. Five, four, three, two, one. Live from New York City, it's the Erica Finn Show. And your host who gets up close and personal with celebrities from the stage and beyond, Erica Finn. Welcome to tonight's show. I am sitting with Carrie Tedder at the Helen Hayes Theater. You're watching them set up right now for tonight's show. Um, now, Carrie, I know this is not your first rodeo. You have been in Broadway a bunch. Oh, uh, the times there are changing. <laughs> Memphis, Big Fish, Honeymoon in Vegas. But we're at Helen Hayes right now because you are in Dames at Sea. I am. Yeah, you are playing the role of Dick. I am. You are. And, um, but I really want to back up a little, okay. you know, and, and start about your growing up years. Because um, you're from Georgia. I am. You are from Georgia. Yeah. And um, what was it growing up in Georgia like? Uh, well. And I hear, I do hear a little accent still. Really? Have you worked to get rid of that? <laughs> uh, I have, actually. Yeah, you have. Um, well, it's, you know, it's climbing trees and mm-hmm. the ground is red. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just a different land. It's hot. It doesn't get cold in the summer, or in the, in the winter, rather. I, I would wear a hoodie right to, you know, it's like, what's that? <laughs> I wouldn't mind that right now. <laughs> no, it's not bad. Although, you know, lately with the weather being what it is, it's been a little crazy. But, uh, yeah, it's, it was just a totally different thing. And Georgia, Atlanta is a great place to be. Mm-hmm. I love the city of Atlanta. I love the theater there. I love the art scene. But you go a couple counties outside and you're not necessarily with the most favorable, open-minded mm-hmm. people. And, uh, and so it became apparent that I needed to do something to get me out. And uh, I was a cheerleader. For, I started as a gymnast, and then I became a cheerleader. Oh, really? Yeah. I have 10 national cheerleading ship titles. That's awesome. <laughs> nobody ever knows. That's amazing. Yeah. It's like rings and jackets and trophies and all kinds so of stuff. So at what age did you start that? Oh, that was, I mean, I was a kid. It was in elementary school, actually. But because they I saw cheerleaders it, in elementary school? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and it was competitive. Okay, that is a cool state, okay? <laughs> well, it, it's interesting. <laughs> Never even heard you, of this. Yeah, competitive cheerleading exists in the places you wouldn't really expect it to. So, the largest competitive cheerleading source in the U.S. is Texas. Okay. Where you wouldn't expect there to be a whole lot of male cheerleaders. No. And Georgia, the Georgia All-Stars, as we were, won year after year after year. I mean, we were known for being some of the best. And was it a mix, best. or was it just all men? No, no, no. Uh, as a matter of fact, I was the only guy. You were the only guy. Um, for a number of years. There were a couple of years where we had other guys on the team, but uh, being in Georgia, people don't quite take the time to say, oh, something I don't understand? Let me be educated about it. Sure. Instead, they say, I don't know it, I'm afraid of it, I don't like it. Mm. And so I didn't have a whole lot of friends who were guys. So I think it's very funny that mm-hmm. I spent all my time hanging out with women, and so thus got called gay and faggot and homo and all this. And, yeah. Aww. And well, I mean, it just comes with the territory, yep. understandably. But I think feel that, free to sing along if you oh, want. Well, I mean, this is a free show check. <laughs> You're gonna hear a lot more than this. Um, yeah, it's uh, and so then uh, I I got to a point in middle school when uh, my parents said, "Do you want to?" Um, I guess I should preface by saying I wanted to be a chemical engineer for a long time. I wanted to be a chemical engineer, and then I learned you gotta have a whole lot of math and science training, and it's horrible. So I said, okay, well, I want to be an actor. I want to be. I want to like make people laugh, and I want to do what Jim Carrey does, and Adam Sandler does, and I mean, terrible examples, but but still actors nonetheless, yeah, and funny yeah. guys, and and, um, 
And so my parents said, well, there's a performing arts school you could audition for. You could try it out. And uh, at that age, I, th I thought, well, okay, cheerleading is a great chance to get a full scholarship. Um, the University of Kentucky is known for having some of the best cheerleading in the country. And they're well known for sending out great amounts of money for a scholarship. But what do you do after that? You get a gym, you make your own cheerleading mm -hmm, team, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and that's the rest of your life. Yep. And so I thought, well, the end to that seems so close. And I need something that maybe has a little more open end to it. And so I auditioned for uh, Pebble Brook High School the Cobb County Center for Excellence, Excellence in Performing Arts. And I auditioned to be an actor. I said, I want to be an actor. Mm -hmm. And they took one look at me and they said, you're going to be a dancer. You're going to be a dance major and a vocal minor. I said, oh, okay. So we had to establish majors. Did you have any traditional dancing background? Or no. was it just, just your cheerleading? Which just is still, there's, Yeah, you know, I mean, it's throwing girls through the air and yeah, being yeah, a showman yeah. and, exactly. you know, tumbling. And right, so right. I had a very good understanding of my physical body and how to command a room with my voice. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> so from there, they, they looked at me and they said, you're not going to be an actor. You're going to be a dancer. And I said, okay. And, um, and that, I, did that bum you out or were no, you? No, not at all. I just, I went to this school uh, my freshman year. I had no idea what to expect. Mm -hmm. And I looked around me and there are guys. There are men doing ballet and, and beautiful women in scantily clad situations. <laughs> and so, like, the whole thing was very new and different and interesting and artistic. And so I did four years at Pebble Brook High School as a dance major, vo voice minor, mm -hmm. which eventually I got some credits out of the way so that I, but by my senior year, I would go to school, I would take dance class, singing, I was a teacher's aide, and then two or three days a week, I would have one academic. Mm -hmm. So it was, it was like college in a yeah. way, in that I, I was already, already focusing my craft, if you could call it that. I'm always amazed by people that are that young and are able to yeah. really, you know, have a passion from such a young age and know what they want to do. Indeed. It's, well, it's and, really and special. A lot of people still don't. Yeah. They don't know. But it takes that going through the hardships and the trial and the heartbreak and the letdown for people to go, ah, I want to do something else. Mm -hmm. Or to maybe arrive at a situation where they, they go on a trip to New York and they see a gallery of paintings mm -hmm. and they say, oh my God, I want to be a painter. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So even though their parents may say, oh, I've spent all this money to put you through school, it's not wasted time because yeah. it helped you arrive at the place you were meant to be. Sure, sure. And, um, um, yet for me, I, I knew that I wanted to entertain people. And um, and so then it came down to college auditions, and I auditioned for all the standards and tunnel vision for Cincinnati Conservatory for four years. And at the last minute, I chose the University of Michigan. And Yay, I ended up, my yeah. alma mater. All right, go through. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it, they made me feel very welcome and had a very warm way of taking care of the prospective students, which I don't think can be over stated the importance of that um, I felt at a number of other schools that they thought oh you want to come here so if we say you're accepted you'll do whatever it takes to come mm -hmm. and I couldn't afford it and Michigan offered me a very modest scholarship and and even that very little bit helped me a lot mm -hmm. and um, it was it was one of the most difficult decisions I ever made but it was to this date the best decision I've ever made mm -hmm. and then I got my BFA and then I um, I did school and I finished school and I moved to New York and I've yeah. been working, How did you working, like working. Michigan? How is I loved it. As a yeah. matter of fact, I proposed to my fiance at Zingerman's this summer. Oh, really? Uh, we're having our. Um, Which, for people that don't know, that's like the deli in Ann Arbor it's that everyone is obsessed a with. Famous deli. Yeah. <laughs> like Pavarotti used <laughs> yeah. to go to this deli. Um, and, and I proposed to her there this summer. I teach there every summer at their summer. Um, it's like a high school, college prep so program. Tell me about this proposal. 
Well, I had told everybody in our lives. Everybody knew. Everyone in Honeymoon in Vegas knew about it. Like, uh-huh. everybody knew. Uh-huh. I told her parents and everything. And yeah. The only person who didn't know was her. Okay. <laughs> so we did it, and one of the guys who worked there happened to witness it, and he said, did you guys just... I said, yeah. He said, you want some free food? I said, yes. So he gave us free pie. You know, it was great. But um, I... I work at their summer program called Impulse, which is uh, another great passion, which is teaching. And I think that there has to be kickback for what you do. You can't just venture forth and go, what can I get, what can I get, what can I get, what can I get? Because it was those people like Gavin Creel. Do you Mm -hmm. know Gavin Creel, Mm -hmm. the performer? Mm -hmm. He called me. This is how Michigan really does their thing. Is Brent and Wagner? Is he a UM alum? He is. Okay. Yeah. And Brent Wagner had him call me when I was a prospective student, sort of on the fence about whether to go to Michigan or not. And Gavin Creel called me from backstage at Lacage and said, "You know, you need really need to consider this school. It's a great school, and you may get there and realize you don't want to be a performer, or you may be in shows that aren't any good. You know, these sorts of things." And it really encouraged me. Andrew Lippa called me on the phone and. Wow. And, um, I know, right? And so it made me feel very wanted, very special. And so I, I always feel like I need to help return some of that. And the last four summers, I've worked through the Impulse program, which is a joy for me because I get to be in Ann Arbor for two weeks. And I get to teach these kids the things that I'm learning on Broadway. And then they, in turn, get to work with somebody who's not like, oh, I'm going to teach you song and dance. I was on Broadway 15 years ago, mm-hmm. but I was on Broadway four months ago. And I know what is going to be needed of you. And, um, and that's been a real real pleasure. And so while we were working there this summer, Mary Michael, who's also a Michigan grad, this is where we met. I proposed to her there, and, and then I left to go to a job in Boston. Is she in theater as well? She is. Uh, she's about a year now she's been out, but she uh, was playing Christine in Phantom, actually, oh, wow. for a couple of years. Yeah. And uh, just killing it, you know. Just that little show. The just family, that little yeah. show, yeah, yeah, yeah that little yeah. part, you know. Yeah. But, um, yeah Those she's, Michigan grads, they really can't get anything. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, and, it, you know, it's difficult because after playing a part like that, mm-hmm. you can only take about one-tenth of the jobs you could have taken before. So now she can't take any ensemble mm-hmm. roles. She mm-hmm. can't. She doesn't really want to take any understudy roles. Sure. And that becomes tricky because mm-hmm. that means there's less opportunity. And um, and even those few opportunities, they might not cast her because there may be someone with a bigger name, someone who sell more tickets or who has more Twitter followers or whatever. So it's, you know, it's just your family. And it's, it's when it rains, it pours. And, like, great things are happening for me, but she's still working on getting another job. And, and so... Um, Anyway, we decided to do that. We've already set a date. We're going to get married at the Carytown Concert House. Aww. And then we're doing the Gandhi dance and the and all. And so we're very excited about that. And, um, well, congrats. Well, thank you. It's congrats. very exciting. Yeah, it's been a, it's exciting. been a great year. You know, it's been a great, great year. And got engaged. And I'm doing this Broadway show. And I got a dog. And so, oh, like, what kind of dog? A little, he's a little long-haired chihuahua with some terrier in him. Aww. So he's got, like, bizarrely long legs. Yeah, yeah. Just I have a, a terrier. And he oh. has really long, lengthy yeah. legs. Yeah. He's a, he's a beautiful little pup. He's well Massimo. Massimo? I yeah. named him after Chef Massimo Bottura, who's okay. one of my best heroes. And, um, are, you, are, you, are you into cooking? I am. I love to cook. I'm not by any means a cook or a chef myself, but I love to cook at home. And I love to watch what chefs are doing because um, because it's it's art, and and the, the dining experience is becoming a whole new thing. And and I think Massimo Bottura is is one of the he's on the forefront of that. Mm-hmm. And also, I'm just in love with Italian culture and Italian food and Italian innovation and and their contribution to our country. And and it's just one of the most for being a country smaller than California, mm-hmm. they have contributed a great deal to our world. Mm-hmm. And and then to see this man who's like working really hard and at first was being shot down and shot down and shot down, 
And then eventually people started noticing what he was doing and going, oh, it is different. That's why we need to love it. Yep. And now he's a big deal chef. Sure, you know? sure. I follow him on Instagram and all. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And, uh, but watch. you're not on, I don't know about Instagram, but you're not on Twitter. You're not on Facebook. Nope. <laughs> How okay. do you know this? <laughs> I did a little research. <laughs> little research. Couldn't yeah. do any research. You're like man of mystery. <laughs> well, so. I find that it, with the... With the um, with the advent of social media and all voyeuristic lives public, it's becoming increasingly difficult to remain mysterious. <laughs> and I think there's something to be said for that. Um, something that I really love about a good artist is that they have a, a, a sense of mystery, mm-hmm. a sense of something is being kept from me, which makes me want to go, hey, give me more, give me more. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If you're giving me everything you got, I can scroll through it in 10 minutes and then I'm done with you. Sure. And so... Um, I don't. I don't think that model is necessarily the most effective, mm-hmm. but I like to think of it as um, thoughtful. Yeah. If you weren't in this field, is, is it more of a choice because of your profession, or just a combination of just? Yes are you and not no. a big social media person um, in general. It's just difficult because um, when you're telling everybody about the things you're doing, are you really doing the things? Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's like there's those videos um, about it. I don't know if you see yeah. one like a guy's like out having sushi with my girlfriend and they're like opposite sides of the table like quietly eating yeah. not, you know it's or too you know I, I think, image versus the person well the reason I chose Instagram is because yeah. I think we're which we're, I'm actually not on it's the really one, yeah I need well to... we're, we're very quickly the, some of the first stories we ever told were with pictures mm-hmm. painted on the cave walls and we're actually starting to see that some of those were far more sophisticated for their time than we even know mm-hmm. And I think we're moving toward a culture that's less based on symbolism-based communication, things like words, and moving more toward pictures. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, I have a great cookbook at home that mm-hmm. isn't recipes written in words, but recipes that are made with pictures. Oh, they nice. show you, this is an avocado. This is how you cut it. This is what you do with it. Who's and, that? Who's cookbook? Uh, it's a cookbook called um, Relish. Okay. I think it's called My Life in the Kitchen. Yeah, it's by it's a graphic novel uh, by a, by a, a, a wonderful writer and artist. Can't remember her name now, but it's really a fantastic book. And Instagram, I, I find that there's a lot less drama mm-hmm. because people are just sharing the things that they see and enjoy. Um, I think if I were to get on Twitter, I would probably run my mouth too much, mm-hmm. and it would get me in trouble. Mm-hmm. Uh, that already happened with me a great deal on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And um, I started realizing that a lot of people were using some of these platforms for hatred and for really bad, negative stuff that was very hurtful, mm-hmm. um, especially to someone who is very... I take things personally. I, yeah. I don't mean to, but uh, we wear our hearts on our sleeves. Yeah. You know, we're actors, and like... Sure. our my personality is my product mm-hmm. and when I was on Facebook it was thefacebook.com mm-hmm. you had to be in college and you had to be invited yeah. <laughs> isn't that amazing yeah. to think how times have changed mm-hmm. and so then when you know my friend's parents started you know commenting on pictures of me in my underpants and all this I said I this is no longer a safe space <laughs> and I think that eventually social media will become media media slowly True media is being devoured by social media. And even on CNN, it says, according to Twitter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it's crazy to so me. Yeah, the sources are now it's, social the media. The sources are social media, which it's, means that it's no longer social media. And I think that um, that's part of why I stay away from it. Um, I, don't, I, I'm, I think, too, uh, don't be confused. A lot of people think that I'm anti-social media, and I'm yeah. not. Um, I understand how to use a hacksaw. Mm-hmm. I don't use it every day. And you're not anti-social either. <laughs> no, uh, no, certainly not. Well, and, and it's interesting because people will say something to me like, oh, well, don't tell anybody about this. Yeah. And I want to say to them, 
I could probably tell the fewest people of all your friends. <laughs> and interestingly enough, in the last 15 years, Facebook has changed the meaning of this sentence. I like all my friends. Oh. And to me, I'm just trying to observe that. And I, I don't think I will yeah, be... I'm not sure how, who all my friends are even. Right. <laughs> and how much time would it take you to like them all? <laughs> 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 Liking has become a very different yeah. verb, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's just, it's all moving very quickly. And I think uh, in, in the time that everything around you is moving quickly, it's important to do things that take time. And whereas we want to, like, the most beautiful pictures you've ever seen, you can scroll through a thousand of them. You can see more images on your phone in 15 minutes than someone 100 years ago would see in their entire life. Yeah. You know, I like it. It's a little, you're a little old school. I, I like it. I well, like that. And, and I, I think it's charming. In order to go forward, we have to look back. Yeah, you yeah. Know? absolutely. The Beatles didn't need social yeah. media. Yeah. <laughs> they needed Brian Epstein, yeah. but they didn't quite need social <laughs> the media. The one thing you do, do have on social media oh, is you have this YouTube video. It's like a minute long. <laughs> is it, it gets better? Is yeah. that what it is? Yes. No, I loved that. Oh, I'm, good. I'm I, I was afraid it came off very coach. negative there. No, no, no. So what, what possessed you to put that online? Well, like I said, I grew up with a bunch of guys who misunderstood yeah. me and thus spat at me and, and hated on me and, and didn't get it. And now they're still in Marietta, a number of them through rehab. A number of them jobless are still living with their parents. And I walk through Times Square to work. I walk through the center of the world culture and media and growth and ideas and dreams and to the theater where you're a lead to the theater where i get to carry a show for you know no pun intended but it is interesting that my parents named me after mr grant and lo and behold i become an entertainer <laughs> and um it's it's just crazy because i th i think you either need to be fully inspired or fully discouraged and for those people who are thinking, I want to be inspired, but I feel like people around me aren't supporting me, stick it out. Stick mm -hmm. it out. Mm -hmm. Because I'm a perfect example. I gave the bird to all those guys. Yeah. And now I have, I have friends who, who support me. I have excellent employers and a chance to tell people a story. Isn't that what every person wants? They want to be told a story. Mm -hmm. in, in our times of, of great sickness or upset, we want to be held by our mother and told a story. We're held by a, a, a conscious heart and told a story. And that's why the theater will never die. You know, people are saying it's a dying art. Yeah. I say hey, you're full of crap. It's only been around for 5,000 years. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> we still remember it's Homer and we don't even need right. to say his last name. You Absolutely. Know? <laughs> now, did you come out here right after undergrad? Was this was this yes. straight to New York for yeah, you? I, yeah. Um, I had uh, left school after my freshman year to do the Times Era change. Mm -hmm. And uh, I had the choice. I was going to go back to school or stay on. And, and I said, i got to go back to school and get my degree because my father never finished college. He went to Vietnam. And so um, it was very important to my parents that I do that. So I went back. I got my degree. And then I booked Memphis. And then right out of school, it was just get on that stage and do your job, you know. And I had never done 400 so performances really one of, the lucky of anything. Ones. So you didn't go through... Really well, yeah. a lot of rejection early exactly. on or struggling and in the city. Indeed. And That's being a young... rare, isn't it? Well, being a young white man in any business mm -hmm. is, a, is a leg up. Mm -hmm. As sad as it is to say, mm -hmm. and as much as I don't necessarily want that to be the case, not to mention, if you can dance, if you can tumble, mm -hmm. those are huge legs up because they take years and years and years of training. And they take years and years and years off your life. <laughs> and so 
I've, I'm no stranger to injury. I'm no stranger to torn hamstrings and blown out knees and cricks in the neck and sore muscles. And, and Do you have like a regimen to keep yourself healthy? You have I mean, to. You have to. What is yours? Well, it's, I, I think that changing your regimen should be part of your regimen. So I try not to get too rigid with any one thing, but a foam roller, you've got to, you've got to have physical manipulation of your, of your muscular system. Uh -huh. Otherwise, the fibers in between get stiff and rigid and you suffer rigor mortis before you're dead. Your digestive system. Ooh, that's dark. Well, <laughs> it's it's the truth, um, which is why people, as they get older, get more and more rigid. Mm -hmm. And I think the more that happens with your body, the more it happens with your mind, and you're no longer able to play. You have mm -hmm. to be supple. Trees dance in the wind, and that's how they don't snap. You know, mm -hmm. and your digestive system, your mind, daily meditation. You've got to meditate. If you can't sit still and be in the present moment by yourself, you'll never be present on stage. That's How did you get into meditation? I'm, I've been trying. Um, find, well, it, I find it, difficult. it is very difficult. That's, I think a lot of people underestimate it and they say, oh, sit still for three minutes? I can do that. Mm -hmm. But once you're left alone with yourself, you start realizing a lot of scary things. And um, part of it was a yoga practice and part of it was my fiance. Mm -hmm. And when those things are sort of brought into your world, they shake things up. They change the way you look at everything. And like I said, if you can't be present alone, you'll never be present when the stakes are high, the pressure's on, and you're on stage looking in someone's eyes. There's yeah. a reason we call it stage presence, not stage past, not stage future, not stage dream, stage presence. I never thought about it like that. Wow. Well, now you will. Yeah, now, now I will. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's, it's very, um, the whole thing is very challenging. And like you have to, your, bo your body, your mind, your digestive system, your for lack of a better word, your spirit or your soul, you've got to nourish that. That's why I think it's very important when away from your work to be away from your work. Mm -hmm. To go, like on my days off, I play the piano almost all day. Or I go to a local garden and I visit with my friends and I try the fruit and the foods that they're making. And, and Or I go to some great restaurant. I try and see something that is totally opposite of what I'm doing every single day. Because as, as soon as you step away from something, you have the perspective to see it better. Mm -hmm. The more you're in it and in it and in it, it can get tainted, it can get clouded. And, and so I'm all about work hard, rest hard. Mm -hmm. Work hard, rest hard. You know, I love to ride my bike through the city. That's mm -hmm. one of my favorite things to do. It has nothing to do with performing. It has nothing to do with entertaining people. Yeah. It's quite selfish, actually. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I run red lights and I, you know, I get dirty. And, and you know, they, my producers would probably very, be, be very upset if they saw yeah, the way I ride my bike. But I'm just trying to, you know, every day is a struggle for everyone, no matter what level. Mm -hmm. And even the super rich are afraid that someone's going to come take away their wealth. Mm -hmm. And even the super poor are afraid that someday they'll they'll be starving. Mm -hmm. And so each day is a struggle. And and even when you're living a dream that you've had for a long time, you have to be grounded in reality. And you have to be grounded in the fact that I've done a lot of shows. And I've done a lot of very difficult physical shows. But the first seven minutes of this show, seven, ten minutes of this show, mm -hmm. are the most physically daunting mm -hmm thing I've ever done mm -hmm. and so I have to keep on it I have to keep on it you can't poo poo it you can't go out drinking you can't waste away all your money you yeah. know you can't do all this stuff and it's those sacrifices that we're more than willing to it, give is it because of the dancing and the singing together or indeed what make, yeah. yeah well That's... and then the, we talk about in these old movies they they they, they sing then they go cut alright now let's do the dance they yeah. do the dance they go cut now let's do the end of the song mm -hmm. or like Sing in the Rain is a good example of they sing they start into the dance and the dance is the end of the numbers mm -hmm. 
we do sing, dance, sing again, which is insane. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's two totally different kinds of breath. It's so, two totally do different. Do you cardio on the side to like keep yourself? Well, yes. Yeah. I mean, really, I, I, the reason I've gravitated so much toward yoga is because it, it encompasses that kind of uh, paradoxical workout. So not only does the body need to be strong, it has to be soft. And I think a lot of people think of softness as weakness, and that's not necessarily true. Water is soft and also strong. Plants, toilet paper, soft and strong, you know? And so on stage, you have to be very strong to move through these things, and then as soon as you need to sing, it's about relaxing. Yeah. And you can't do that without the correct mindset. What I like about yoga is, like, you get into a position that is extremely effortful. Mm -hmm. You're extending at some points, you're contracting at some points, but there are entire moves that are designed to test your patience, mm -hmm. that are designed to test your, your equilibrium, your mm -hmm. balanced body, your subtle body, the backside of your body, things that you may not in any other workout be able to tap into. And um, our, our cast is actually very yoga conscious. Mm. And you know what yoga means? No. Yoga means yoke, like a yoke you would put on mm -hmm. an ox. So your ox is like your mind. It, it wants to just move all over the place. And with this practice, a daily practice, you yoke the ox and you keep it under control. And the way you do that is with the breath. And when you practice your, your breathing exercises properly, it makes breathing easier on stage. And sometimes that can get really scary to be in front of a group of five, 600 people and feel like I'm not getting enough breath. I'm not getting enough breath and I've got to sing a high A. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. And we, we joke about it all the time. We call it the darkness closing in. But it's somewhat like that. And yeah. it can be... Um, What's your favorite part of playing this song? It's, um, it's difficult to say. It's the fact that... Um, I'm fascinated by it, by the way, just by all this that goes into the pre-show. Oh, you know, indeed. I've never yeah. been here for this part of it. Yeah, so this it's is, um, and very this is daily. They're, they're these guys you know. who show up at 7, 8 a.m. Yeah. And they're here would, all, all day long. You would think, okay, you know? the show's airing, it's performing every day. You wouldn't need to do this before every show. It's well, that's amazing because... It's that as a consumer, you don't, yeah, you don't think about. Yeah, I wish these guys could come out and take a bow with us. Yeah. Our, even our pit doesn't get to come out and take a yeah, bow with us, yeah, you know? Yeah. Because they're, they're just as much the show yeah. as we are. Otherwise, we'd be in the dark, mm -hmm. unheard, mm -hmm. unclothed. Nobody would care. You know? So it's uh, my favorite part of the show, uh, in terms of what I do, or in terms of what someone else does. Mm -hmm. uh, um, I, in terms, well, I was speaking of you and your role, and what's been the most rewarding for you. Uh, there is a really cool moment in the show where I get to—I'm up on that trunk, and I just look into the blackness, mm -hmm. and I say, "Broadway, I'll lick you yet." Mm -hmm. I've been in my share of flops, uh -huh. and. I know that Dames isn't, I haven't arrived. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go somewhere after this. Mm -hmm. This is going to go somewhere after me. Sure. And so that is a very heartening thing to say, even on the days I don't feel like doing it. Mm -hmm. And there are days that I don't feel like doing it. Yeah. Just like anything. If you love strawberries and you eat strawberries and they say great you're going to eat strawberries for lunch every day mm -hmm. for the next two years mm -hmm. eventually you're going to be like I do not want strawberries. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you got to do it. But the fact that there is this one line of written that I can say without being a character, yeah. I truly feel like I will lick you yet. There's you no formula. There's no design that will say your show's going to be a hit, your show's going to be a flop. It all depends on what the people want, yep. what the people are willing to put their money into. And, and it surprises me time and again. All know? the time. Yeah. I'm learning lessons every day. Yep. And and that's a great thing because what I would hate is to be at a dead-end job where I'm learning nothing, where I'm not growing at all. 
but the fact that I get to say and just that whole speech he's really what I'm saying is Broadway street of a million schemes and a billion fears Broadway street of a trillion dreams and a zillion tears Broadway you river of humanity how great can one street get Blah, 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 blah. Broadway, I'll oh, you yet. It's truly great, like, great. I feel that way about it. Yeah. It's a river so of humanity. Kind of reinvigorate you on a day you're kind of feeling Absolutely. Like, yeah, because that's Absolutely. the difference. Like, it, most people's jobs, you, you don't enjoy it one day. There's no one really watching you. You right. have a whole audience of people. Exactly. Looking right at you. Indeed. And they don't really <laughs> care if you had a crappy morning. No. If the, if the homeless guy on the subway said, you know, you're a piece of crap and I hate you or right. whatever. Right. So that stuff is sometimes hard to shake, but the performance itself mm-hmm. can be cathartic that way yeah, the, if I can put my anger or whatever yeah. into making that the best delivery yeah. then they'll applaud yeah. and I'll feel great and I'll be lighter because of it you the, know? the cast has a great chemistry on stage Absolutely. I was wondering what's it like off off stage well just like anything they're they're you know I, it's like a family mm-hmm. it's the people that you don't you, I don't get to pick mm-hmm. and they may know me too well but they keep we keep each other from the thing that scares us most and that's that we may unknow this love for this thing that we do and go blindly and not know what's next or, or, or how to do it and that can be very scary for grown-ups I th- sometimes I think it's a little easier for children mm-hmm. you know if you give them finger paints and a, and a poster they just sit down and do it they don't go well what is it going to be am I going to do a flower or am I going to do a portrait yeah. or they Absolutely. just do it you know yeah, yeah. so sometimes it's really nice because I'll come in grumpy and Danny will make me laugh. Mm-hmm. And it sheds the world off me. Because in New York, we get caked up with the world. Mm-hmm. And we come in and we've got the world on our shoulders. And to have people who know how to trick me out of feeling like crap, mm-hmm. it's great. Who are you closest with in the cast? Well, Danny. I Danny. think Danny. Yeah. Danny, for sure, just because... Do you guys we, share a dressing room? We share a dressing okay. room. And we share conversation. He's such a good listener. Mm-hmm. And that is should never be underestimated. What would he say your best quality is? Uh... Maybe, um, maybe my playfulness. <laughs> Sometimes I feel bad for him because I feel like I throw out some ideas that are so out there that uh-huh. he just kind of goes, uh-huh, uh-huh, <laughs> you know? Ideas in terms of what? Well, just as artists, our job is to think against the grain. Mm-hmm. If I see a million people doing something, I'm going to go the other way. Mm-hmm. And that can make people furious. Mm-hmm. That can make people really scared or upset. And sometimes when I need someone to talk to about it, even though he may not agree with me, he listens to me. Mm. And that is, you can't buy that. You no. can't make it. And I don't, I don't know anyone in New York that deserves a, a bigger Broadway splash than Danny Gardner. If you're no. not here, what do, you, what do you like to do in your free time? I know it's somewhat limited, but... Play music. Play music, music. read, really? read like, and write. What instruments do you play? Or I just... play piano and, oh, and guitar, and I like to write music and and, oh, nice. and play other people's music. I really love jazz piano, yeah. and that is something to me that's like, if I set a goal far enough away, I can work at it every day, and I'll never arrive, and I love that. That's why I think I love theater so much, the ritual of trying to get it perfect each time, even though it, you know fully well yeah. it never will be. Yeah. And so I'm, I love studying the greats, Errol Garner and Bill Evans and Oscar Peterson and Vince Guaraldi and trying to figure out what they do and just sitting at home alone and doing that. And my dog listens to me. And, and then to know if I press these buttons in exactly the right order, in exactly the right time, people call it Claire de Lune. Mm-hmm. And they call that beautiful. Mm-hmm. And so there's a surefire way to do something beautifully if you have the right practice. And that never gets old to me. 
I also love I, I love just being in my neighborhood and like reading god read books read books you know I, I there's so much good music and and literature out there and and we have to continue that you know it, it's, it's interesting because I was reading an article about how they think libraries are dead because libraries are, are starting to become a haven for people who are saying back with a slightly new twist. I mean, sure. this play, I mean, was out before. Indeed. Yeah, I mean, and it's back, right? And it's based on an age. 50 years later, yeah, right? Exactly. More than 50 years later. Yeah, well, and, yeah. and it's based on an age that from the 1930s, you yeah. know, almost 100 years back, yeah. that um, is sort of coming back around, although it is difficult to say in this day of new musicals, in redefining the model, is there a place for the classic show? And that's not for me to say. What's for me to say is Broadway, I'll lick you yet. You know? And, <laughs> yep, and it's yep. nice to have that yes. at least, you know? In so a place I that can be so game. uncertain. <laughs> I have a little game, Carrie, if uh-huh. you're going to like this. Um, rapid fire questions. We're okay. going to try and get through as many as we can in around a minute. Let's All do right? it. Morning person or night owl? Mm, night owl. What did you have for breakfast today? Oh, my fiance made me a. a, a, a Egg sandwich with cheddar cheese, spinach, and hot sauce. Oh, yeah. Oh, perfect. Ooh, biggest pet peeve? People talking while they're brushing their teeth. <laughs> Spit it out. Oh, my God. It drives me up the wall. I can't take it. Three things you can't live without. Music, beer, play. If you had a betta fish, what would you name him? D'Artagnan. All right, tell me what that is. D'Artagnan's the main character in uh, The Three Musketeers. Oh, okay. <laughs> New York City or L.A.? You're joking, right? <laughs> I've gotten in L.A. before. Jimmy Fallon or Jimmy Kimmel? Jimmy Fallon. If you're going to dinner at Eloise Krupp's house, what would you bring? Tempeh. Is she vegetarian? Vegan. Oh, okay. No, she's not vegan. She's vegetarian, vegetarian. gluten-free. Okay. One word that sums up your experience in Dames at Sea. Growth. One way you live life to the fullest every day. Breath. Nice. Thanks. Thank you. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Good work. Go blue. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for being with me today. This has been oh, yeah, so absolutely. great. Absolutely. Otherwise, I'd just literally be hanging out in the theater. Like <laughs> Between shows, well, I sit do. under we the marquee know. and watch people go by. That's it. And I hear the things they have to say about our show. It's hilarious. <laughs> there were two women walking by the show the other day, and one of them said, look at this show. That was a tap dancing. It's like... <laughs> You should pop Does that offend you? Like, <laughs> Does tap dancing sound so ridiculous to you on a, in a Broadway show? Yeah. Oh, I'm sure the stuff you hear in Times Square. I yeah, mean, indeed. well, if you had a Twitter account, hashtag only in New oh, York. Oh, yeah, but, exactly. You know. Yeah, or overheard in New York, all this stuff that happens. Everyone, go see Kerry Tedder. He's in Dames at Sea, currently playing on Broadway at the Helen Hayes Theater. Good night, everyone. We will see you all next week. Yeah. You have been listening to The Erica Finn Show. We would love to hear from you. Contact the show with any guest requests or comments at Show at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter.